Is this, is this working? Alright. Should be the same family. Okay, well maybe they're not really better rewards. They're kind of the same armor skins too. You're kind of lazy blizzard. You're listening to Wild Dogs. Hello and welcome to Wild Dogs. This is Ghost Dog coming to you on Monday, the 20th of April. It is a week since Alduar came out, as well as, of course, the Argent Dawn and, of course, the Dual Spec. What have you been doing with your time? It's been funny because there's a lot of people who have been, of course, rushing in for the Alduar um, instance. And, I mean, we're seeing accounts of the big guilds with all the world first and all of the achievements that they're they're. they're just knocking out of the park. Uh, myself, I actually haven't been going into Aldar because, of course, my shaman is my main right now, and he is nowhere near good enough, in my opinion, to hold his own in Aldar. I mean, he's doing well. He is certainly um, he's uh, he's he, <laughs> he's got decent attack bar and everything. Although, if you ask certain people, we'll get to the uh, pugs from hell later. They they may tell you that he sucks ass, but. Again, we'll get into that later. That was one of my fun pugs this week. But uh, but no, so because he's not quite good enough, and because I do want to work on his alt set um, for his resto build, it is something that is more important to me right now to get that worked out. Um, so I've been running a lot more pugs, <laughs> yay for pugs, um, through a whole bunch of heroics. I did the Argent tournament, some of the, uh, actually quite a number of the those initial quests that you go through and whatnot. I have to say, honestly, that I got bored fairly quickly. I it's It was not nearly as exciting as I'd hoped it would be. I was fairly bored right out of the gate, and it didn't get much better. So I don't know whether that's going to change. I haven't, I haven't really played around enough with it to be going through all the dailies all the time to see what kind of thing like how much how much patience i'm gonna have for this um and also because i'm currently working on my mountain of mounts achievements so i'm trying to gather as many mounts as i can from everywhere else kind of thing so i had done all of the uh, a whole bunch of the darnassus quests to get the his rep up and i did and i got all of those mounts and i was working towards the the gnome and the dwarf rep as well but then I decided, what the hell, with everybody busy doing everything else, I may as well start pounding through the Netherwing quests and uh, dailies. So I've been doing that quite a bit. The um, The thing with that is that there are actually people that are doing it at the same time as me, and I get to see them. But it's rare, so for the most part, I'll get the place to, my still, to myself. Uh, that being said, at level 80, and especially as a, a DPS class that's geared good enough um i plow through the quests very fast which is good because you really don't want to waste that much time there the it's not that exciting by any means the quests are again this is old school like i mean everybody already knows this but it's boring like the the waiting for the dudes to land so that you can hit them off of that little landing pad 
is annoying as fuck. It's not as bad once you're 80 and you don't aggro those two monster elites that are guarding that landing pad. Uh, so that's that works in my favor. And I can take them out. I can even take them out both at a time, although it's look close sometimes depending on my cooldowns. Um, but it's not... It's, it's just boring, and you're literally waiting for someone to take off or land. The finding the ore and to get the crystals is not a problem. You just have to basically go into the mines, and again, as a level 80, you just obliterate everything, and you just... I've got crystals for days. I don't have to get any more. I've got the a ton of ore as well, so that's not a problem. The... the um, the eggs are actually the only bonus to really help with this, which is why I don't just go in and get as many crystals as I need by killing things. I slaughter everything in the hopes that I will get those eggs because those eggs give you 250 rep. So that makes a big difference and really pushes you through. Uh, Shaman currently is sitting in um, just shy of Revered. So and I, and I am trying to get to them every day, but of course I... I don't always have the time, and I am doing other things with him. And it is such a pain in the ass to have to go all the way out to Shadowmoon Valley. And now I've got the quest that takes me up to northwestern, yeah, northwest Nagrand to kill those guys. And then there's the, what else? There's another one that I don't bother with, where, oh, you got to go and get the glands and then feed them to the guy. It takes too long. I mean, you got to fly out, get and come back. I like it when it's all in one kind of area, especially the ones in the Grand. That's that's way the fuck out across the rock. Jesus Christ, I don't want to have to go all the way back over there every day and then back again because there's nothing else to do while you're out there. I'm not doing any of the the other outline daily, so it's it's a waste of time. So anyways, that's my rant. But I have been working towards that. So that is giving me time to I'll work on that while everybody else is fooling around with the Argent tournament for now so that it's not quite as crazy because when I have been going in there it's just full of people all the time it was, I mean it's annoying as hell and I find that some of the the drops or whatever the what you need to acquire for the the uh, the quest there's not enough of them I'm finding and I know it's always that way when there are new dailies and there's a ton of people doing them so that's just to be expected which is again why I'm also doing the Netherwing I I don't find the Argent tournament ones like I said that fun now that being said <laughs> like I said I haven't been having that much fun with the Netherwing and I just finally completed the one uh, series of chain uh, series of quests for the Netherwing where you have to follow behind the guys who bomb you and I was having such a goddamn hard time with the last one and I don't know why I wasn't touching the ground I wasn't getting hit by something and I didn't think I was too far away from him but every once in a while poof it would time out um, so but I did finally get it actually this morning of all times so I've been fooling around a little bit more with trying to get as much resto gear for him for his set I am using outfitter because the uh, the equipment manager from blizzard has not been released i checked around to see what is a reasonable alternative right now and though outfitter threatened to stop they actually didn't so outfitter is working with 3.1 and not only that but it's working very well it's as i hadn't used it for quite a while now actually because i haven't needed it for the most part the only tune that i was switching specs between was my druid back when i was doing the nax runs all the or not nax the um kara runs all the time so she had her set for um feral for balance as well as her resto set so i had a couple of sets with her so i'd use that but that being said i haven't needed it for quite a while so i haven't bothered 
but I did install it, set it all up. Works like a breeze. It is beautiful. Uh, I'm, I'm curious to see how Equipment Manager is going to stack up against it. If it's not as good, I'm not going to be using it, which is kind of the same thing right now. And some of the people are agreeing with that. The, the new quest and achievements objective tracker that Blizz introduced, I'm not digging it. I'm not digging it at all. I don't like it. And those huge fucking icons that are in there are pain in the ass. They're they're huge. Like it's not so bad when I'm playing on my 25.5 inch LCD. Obviously, I got plenty of screen real estate. It's not as big a deal. Although I'm still not crazy about it. But when I'm playing on my laptop, my smaller laptop, or even the the the, the larger laptop, the the old Windows one that my son tends to play on, it's annoying. It's it's really annoying. I much preferred the Quest Helper one although now quest helper isn't working for me and from what i understand it's not working for a lot of people i don't know if anybody's gotten it to work but it's giving like i'm getting errors for on my windows rig as well as on my mac rig so to me that means it's busted so like i said i've been doing some um some more of the heroics for the uh, the set for my uh, my shaman but i actually did do some healing with him as well and this is the first time i've actually healed with the shaman i've healed with i've had to i've played every class but a paladin I and mean, paladin i played just not very high but i've got my my mid 60s 60 what is he 64 65 priest uh i've got my obviously my druid and then the shaman as well i like playing healers I, i've said that obviously throughout the show so everybody who's listened back knows that i like playing healers i like the dynamics and i like how each healer is very different in terms of how they heal and in terms of how they heal specific instances be it a five man a ten man or even which five man which ten man kind of thing and i have always preferred up till now well i shouldn't say up till now i've always preferred the druid and that still stands true i did my first healing on the shaman and because of the gear because of course it wasn't <laughs> he does not have the best resto gear right now hell he i had to run some instances just to get a crap ass green mace that he could use that had some spell power on it because he had nothing so i ran a regular nexus and i actually ran it with terry who's done this uh, podcast with us a couple of times and he wanted to tank on his death knight who is now 73 74 something like that and so it was uh, it was interesting because he is obviously undergeared i am undergeared as the healer this first time i'm healing on my druid and or sorry on my uh, my shaman and it's the first time he's healing or sorry tanking ah tanking on his death knight and oh my god, what an instance run. It was a pain in the ass. It, was, it I mean, it didn't go too bad, but it was obvious that it took me a while to get used to the healing on the Shaman. It is very, very different than the Druid. And I will not lie, I much, much prefer healing on the Druid. And it's not that the Druid is easier. The Druid healing, if you are... Especially if you're old school in it and not using as much of uh, of mods and macros and whatnot. Not to slam them, of course. They have their time and place and I do use them sometimes as well. But sometimes I really just like to heal. I want to use what was implemented in the game and just do it that way. Um, I find that the druid is so much more fun. Plus, you're you're thinking of ahead with the druid because you're using primarily um, hots. 
you are thinking ahead to what people will need down the line. On top of that, you also have your oh shit moment spells um, for those fast heals. So it is, it is still frenetic. It is still very much a lot of fun. Um, but it is way different than the shaman. The shaman it doesn't have that thinking ahead. It is a boom. Somebody's life went down, and heal. And boom down, heal, boom down. So the the only thinking ahead you're doing is literally split second moments before you know this guy's gonna get like Terry's life is gonna drop halfway because he's got four mobs on him. So I'm always casting either a lesser heal or a heal. Unfortunately, I didn't get to be using the chain heal quite as much because there were there were no other me. <laughs> melees to heal there were well they there was two warlocks and a hunter so of course their pets yeah were going in but that's it so the chain heal was absolutely useless on top of that the the two casters and the hunter not to to knock them but unfortunately weren't grouping up either they were spreading out so whenever i go to heal them because it quite often they needed heals as well they the chain heal was useless as well because they were not close enough together so that was a little annoying and it's something that i didn't bring up that i should have brought up at some point saying okay guys group up to make my life easier but i didn't and then of course with two warlocks in a group and the life tap unfortunately because terry not to knock his tanking because he actually did fairly well and i know that with time and as long as he has the patience for it he'll do well but right now it's the whether or not he'll have the patience for it but he would often he would start the the running towards the the mobs without paying attention to everybody's mana or life and what would happen is inevitably both the warlocks were life tapping like crazy which means that i then because apparently they had no bandages or food i was healing them quite a bit as we're heading into a fight as well now all that being said however it did create a challenge for me to see whether or not even the 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 not quite epic gear that I had, how well it would do in terms of mana regeneration. And I was pretty happy to see that. I only actually had to, to drink a couple of times for the most part. My mana was pretty good on the Shaman. However, the Shaman's gear is quite different than the gear that I had on my Druid for when I was running Nax, or not Nax, not Nax, Kara. Whereas I didn't concentrate as much on the mana per five on that tune, but rather on spell power because she had her Innervate and I rarely had a problem with mana. Now with the Shaman, most of the Shaman caster gear has quite a bit of mana regeneration. And it's true. Between that and the mana tide totems, pff, I rarely had a problem with mana. So it was it was interesting. There are some quite interesting things about healing as a Shaman. However, I really did not enjoy it nearly as much as on the Druid. So of course, I'm going to return my, my attention to the Druid. I, I hadn't been planning on leveling her that quickly instead taking my time to to get as high as I can with the shaman in terms of, of gear and everything to eventually get him into Eldor. But I'm gonna have to level up that that druid because I really, really do want to get back into healing it. That itch of even just that healing was fantastic. And I was like, oh God, I need to get back into healing again and something fast something soon. So I am starting to to level up the druid again. I actually set her up with dual spec just like with the the shaman 
the, <laughs> I don't know about anybody else, but that's another reason why I haven't been doing much of anything else. Setting up that dual spec the first time and taking care of all of your buttons for all of your action bars and all of your macros and all of your glyphs and everything. Holy Christ, takes forever. So between that, your outfit manager that you have to set up, all of your outfits that you have to set up in terms of their enchants, their gems, their everything, it takes bloody long. Now on top of that, I decided that I was going to install Bartender because I've pretty much had it with some of the 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 base configuration for the action bars. I really don't like it is so limiting, and so I wanted to see if there was anything that was not broken by 3.1 that I could use because that's the big one too with the dual specs. How is it going to handle those bars? Well, I'm happy to say the new Bartender handles it beautifully. The only problem, of course. It's not a problem, but the only thing is that it takes a long time. So I'm working on it. I still don't have it all set up on the drip, but I am getting there. I haven't even set it up yet on the Shaman. Again, just because, Chris, I'd like to play every once in a while. So the uh, the Shaman did manage to get his hands on a, a healing mace, not the best one. Uh, I got my hands on the, uh, the Gavel of the Flesh Crafter. Speaking of pugs, before we go into the pug from hell, we can go into the actual good pugs that I had today. I lucked into a group first thing this morning, and uh, it was just a fantastic group. Again, it's, it renews my faith in pugs when this happened. And we ran a uh, heroic violet hole, and then we decided on a uh, timed... Um, uh, Stratholme, and then the um, we wanted to do the Nexus. Myself, especially, wanted to do the Nexus for a chance at the um, War Mace of Unrequited Love, which is, I mean, especially now with Eldora, is far from the best mace that you can get, but it is still a decent mace with the 408 plus the spell and the 19 mana per five. So it is good. Well, that being said, though, the, the Gavel of the Flesh Crafter that I got off of Salaram in. Um, in Stratholm was is 355 spell power with 13 mana per five and it's like two down if you're looking at them in terms of their levels on wowhead i mean it's it's two down from the war mace so i i'm going to keep trying for the nexus to, to hopefully get that for his resto set but it's not it's not my main priority. There's a lot of other items that he would need. I did manage to get a nice hero, uh, nice epic ring as well, spellcaster ring for his set. So again, it was a fantastic group of guys. It was just, we had a fantastic time. We did, of course, get the bronze drake for somebody else. I already had it, so I didn't have to worry about it. But getting, to, speaking of that, the, the bronze drake, that which leads us to the pug from hell that I ran with these guys where we did a time COS. And... It was agreed upon, which is something that I talked about before, how items now, loot, is going to be a major pain in the ass for some groups because of what you define need as. So if you define, I need it for either of my specs as opposed to I need it for my primary spec versus my main or my, my secondary spec, you're going to have problems. So best thing to do, of course, is get it all ironed out from the beginning, which we had done. It was agreed if you need it for your secondary set, you need it, you need it, you need it, roll on it. Fine. Just happened that all the drops that anybody would roll on happened to be caster mail items. Um, with the exception of the very last item, which I believe was a necklace, but I'm not 100% sure. It was earlier in the uh, last week. But the... Um, 
pardon me. So, of course, I was with two hunters, a priest and a, I believe he was a death knight. Irrelevant, however. Two hunters are not going to need plus to spell power mail items. I'm rolling need on them because I will need them for my resto set. We get to the bronze drake part, and of course, the, the way that you do it is if you don't have it, you roll need on it. It's that simple. Everybody knows that. If you're in a pug, you roll need on it. So I roll need. Well, between that and the mail items that the hunters wouldn't have needed and nobody else would have needed, I was deemed a ninja by this fuck nuts hell slayer there <laughs> guy, priest, and he continues to then berate me in terms of my um my DPS, which again, that recount, gotta love that recount, because that's the end-all, be-all. And apparently the fact that he can out-DPS me as holy to him means that I suck as a shaman. Doesn't matter that I was doing off-heals because he was having a problem healing. Uh, does not matter that, again, as a shaman, there's other utility. And I'm trying to explain that to him. There's other utility that we bring to the table. On top of that, that timed event is such a pain in the ass for shamans because you're dropping totems all along the way. And of course, the tank is going to try to move forward as fast as possible. So they are, as you think, okay, we're fighting here, this group drops some totems, they're taking off on you. And so a lot of the tanks are not quite aware of the totem dynamic and that, you know, it's, I understand you need to move. However, try to stay around the totems at least for a little while, but it's a constant movement. So it's a huge mana drain to the point where there's times I don't even bother dropping totems anymore. I, like I, I might drop a couple, but for the most part, I'm just following through and hitting. Well, of course, then you're not getting nearly as much of your DPS because a lot of your DPS relies on your totems. So if you don't have that, well, that's like telling another class, okay, don't use these, you know, four abilities. Don't use them. I don't care if they help you or they would help your DPS. Don't use them. So again, there's a lot of, see, I'm ranting. <laughs> there's a lot of things that piss me off when people don't understand other classes, but then find the need to berate them and treat them like they would a small, dull child that they don't like. And that's what this asswipe was doing to me. So it was funny because I then get into, I actually joined a new group, a new uh, group, a new guild with uh, the Shaman, which they had spoken to me while I was actually in that pug from hell. And so I asked them if they could wait. And then I started talking to them afterwards because they were looking for some, uh, some people. And so I got to know them. They're very nice people. It just happens that I, I joined that guild and the leader for the shamans is on and it's telling me that they completely understood as I'm ranting about, they completely understood everything I was saying and were echoing my, my, my statements. But on top of that, when they start giving me their totals of what they tend to do on recount, it's really not that much higher than what I'm getting. So that was the pug from hell and actually the decent pugs that I managed to, uh, to get 
this week. The uh, 3.1 brought some interesting things as well. A lot of people have been asking how it's been treating people and uh, and whatnot. Like I said, a lot of people have been pl- just pounding through the, the Alduar content. However, there's some, some little changes here and there that are worth noting and some, some fairly big one as well. Um, one of the ones that I find is interesting simply because it's going to help me level that damn druid is the fact that the heirloom shoulders now that you can pick up that are bound on account are going to give you that 10% bonus to quest experience as well as killing mobs. It used to be that it was only from killing mobs. Now it's going to include that quest experience, which is especially important if you're doing quests from, say, dungeons or even a lot of the Northren quests give you a lot of experience so if you are wanting to level a character faster and alt faster definitely now is uh there's no reason not to get the shoulders anymore basically even if you are losing some stats that you would rather have that 10% so that you can level faster is going to make a much bigger difference. Plus, you're going to be losing the shoulders as soon as you hit 80 and you get something from uh, a heroic anyways or uh, an axe or something. So, But yeah, very important. Uh, 3.1 also saw a nerf outcry from my friends the Warlocks. And I include mine as as I said because I I have been setting up my, my level 32, 33... Uh, Warlock to play a lot more. I actually set all the bartender bars for him. He's good to go. He's in my my baby casual guild that I've got going on. So I am looking forward to getting back to some some Warlock loving. However, the Warlocks were not feeling the love with this. Part of the problem is, of course, how there was... um, Conflagrate was deemed to be way OP on the PTR. A lot of people said this. It's way over percent overpowered it's gonna have to be fixed however it went and went live and what happened is that there was a hot fix the day after which nerfed it down 30 percent now this pissed off the warlock something fierce which i'm sorry but it makes me laugh and again i'm not nailing on any one class because i play a warlock it was my very first character i've got tons of loving for warlocks and i'll say the same thing about druids when they bitch about something they shouldn't but this is one of those instances for locks simply because you you can't be expecting an op ability for very long in this game i i mean even for there's certain classes yeah it'll go a little bit longer and that's part of their problem too is that it's well look at how long it took before they nerfed down the death knights yeah but that's a little different here this was way overpowered and what kills me though there's a thread on the uh, the forums the, the the blizz forums where a lock is just ragging out about this but what kills me is that he's of course fixed. He he states he or she states that yes, it was it was overpowered. We knew it was overpowered. And yet because it went live, there's that feeling of, well, then we get to keep it then. But that's not how it works. So of course when it was nerfed now, the, and I'll quote it. I think I speak for a lot of us when I request we receive something to make us feel better sooner rather than later. So basically, you nerfed us, give us something else to make us feel better. You nerfed us on something that was overpowered, you still owe us something. And God love Ghost Crawler. He had to reply. 
So he's saying, if we could go back in time, we would have nerfed it before the build went live. We hoped the change we hoped the change we put into place would be enough. They were not. Remember, the PTR does not represent every single build we make. Given that we didn't change it before 3.1 went live, these kinds of threads seem to be the quote, well, you missed your chance, now you're not allowed to fix it, end quote, which seems a peculiar argument to me, which I agree. So yeah, that's that that pissed off a lot of locks but uh but uh, other than that then you've got the death knights that are pissed off because of the dual wheel spec nerf and where they're saying the blues are saying this is one of those categories like the conflag nerf that we feel like you have options we needed to kill the dual wheel spec where you pretty much ignore weapons and just try and proc big spells and later on they're saying too that they don't feel that a death knight should be a spell casting class quote some spell damage is fine and an interacting niche an interesting niche for them but they are designed primarily as a melee class when you face arthas i guarantee he is going to hit you hard with frost morn again making the point of the weapon that they're melee class it's funny because having played the death knights um quite a bit still i mean i know i'm not 80 yet but i i played them across several alts now it is a lot of spell casting it you're doing a lot a lot of spell casting which is but that's something that they had pushed when they were initially putting the class through that it was going to be a, a spell caster in plate that you know there's yeah they can melee they can spell cast so i don't understand why now all of a sudden it's being taken back other than the fact that yes they were overpowered um which they were saying as well the blues are saying dk's were overpowered in a few ways Fixing that was more important than keeping the um, dual wheel at equal DPS to to hand. That does not mean we are we have given up on dual wheel for DKs in the same way that we no longer support two hands for enhancement shaman. So that is something that is is interesting in terms of what specs you're going to be using right now for your your death knight because the again it's if you're relying a lot on your the spells for damage and you may want to change that to more melee build with your your talents as well as with your your choice of armor um ghost crawler also went to explain a lot recently about how armor penetration uh the rating works versus cloth and whatnot um it was fairly interesting because that's something that a lot of people have been bitching about especially the warriors right now and um he was saying that uh, we didn't want armor penetration rating to be too powerful against low armor targets like it had been in bc we also didn't want armor penetration rating to be too powerful against high armor targets so we decided on a system where there is a cap on how much armor the armor penetration rating can be applied to so it's uh there's a whole like broken down <laughs> own to an equation that he puts out but uh, if you want to see it I, I would suggest just head on over to the the bliss forums and do a search you'll find it very quickly but yeah no the a lot of work has been put into the armor penetration and a lot of changes to make it so that it's not the end-all be-all cloth killer that it was so it again that's got a lot of people upset but it is something that they had to take into consideration when they are how it applies to then bosses because if it's making a boss too easy to kill then that's not helping either they of course want to keep it so that it is 
difficult to take down the bosses without just that one ability kind of thing. Uh, another quote from him, uh, Ghost Crawler here, where most of the time when I'm asked, when I'm asking the community for numbers, it's because they think something is working differently from the way we think it is working. The only way to know for sure is to compare the numbers to their numbers. That doesn't mean we are asking the community to be our Q&A. We have an ex excellent and vast Q&A department. Of course, in a game the size and complexity of WoW, with the amount of changes we constantly implement, it is. it also doesn't mean we will catch every bug. Case closed. That's how it is. Um, recently this week, I was having an interesting conversation with several people, both in-game and, and, and out with the different people that I know who play. It came up recently because um, Stompolina was talking about this on her RARCAST show and site. There was a comment that was made by Ghostcrawler in terms of how raiders are going to be switching and even re-gemming at different encounters and how that applies to hardcore raiders and then the grind podcast made some comments in terms of how they feel hardcore raiders are buying gold to support this kind of habit in terms of having to switch often and needing the gold for that and this sparked some interesting conversation because uh, stomp has made it fairly clear that she is forthright against the buying of gold and whatnot and what's funny is that my opinion my opinion differs but with certain criteria see i have never bought gold nor would i ever buy gold from anyone other than if blizzed decided that they would offer it. There are ways that the game could implement a gold buying system that could work, that could be secure, that you didn't have to worry that you're buying gold from somebody who is hacking accounts and taking their money. That I obviously don't support. However, the actual action of buying gold, if it were, like I said, from Blizzard, I actually don't have a problem with that. The thing is, is that if you look at this game, a lot of people will tell you that you have to work for everything that you get in the game. Okay, that's all well and good. And you should be rewarded by all of the work that you put into the game. Again, understood. However, it is my opinion that somebody who has that much free time to put towards playing so that they can make that much gold... I don't want to generalize and say that it's somebody who's not working or a kid that's out of school or doesn't have a life or anything like that, because that's not always the case, of course. However, the ideal, the, the equation is time equals money in this game. It's that simple, really. The more time you can put into the game, notwithstanding the knowledge of how to make money in the game, but the more time you can put in the game, of course, the more money you can make the cooler your guy will be the more epics he will have yada 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 if you do not have all of that time because you have other commitments then you don't have that as cool a character now i'm not going to agree with the grind here wherein they are stating that hardcore players are the ones who are buying gold because it's been my experience and i'm not the nlb all i'm not it's not like i'm you know questioning everybody about it of course it's been my experience that hardcore players are the ones that are always on they don't have a problem with gold they have lots of it especially ever since the dailies were introduced there's gold everywhere to be had 
that's not a problem for them at all. I've got I've got friends that are on all the time that are like it's it's like money coming out of their asses out of every orifice. They don't have a problem with gold. It's the people who are more casual who are also more casual in terms of their ideas of what the game represents that are much more likely to say, yeah, if it was legal, I'd buy it. Why not? Because I have the money that I can put towards the game. How many other games are there right now that do that microtransactions, which, I mean, you can bitch about till the end of time. However, in some circumstances, it does work. It's not always a bad thing. So that when you have somebody who has a a full-time job and a large family and other interests who's not in the game all the time, then has the opportunity to still have a lot of what they want in the game. And it's a give and take. Are you willing to give X amount of your hard-earned dollars for this in-game gold? Well, if you are, then why not? Again, you're going to have the people who, if they don't have the means to give real money, that will disagree with that. Or you have the people who are the ones that are in the game all the time who feel like, no, you should work for it. My opinion is, and I stress, my opinion is, I did work for it. If I'm out working my real job while you're farming in this fake job game, we're both working. Now, I'm not putting any kind of importance one way or another saying which is better, obviously. Nothing like that. I'm just saying I'm working. So I'm deciding how I'm spending my time. So I've decided that by doing this, I can also buy some of the gold if Blizzard ever decided to implement that. I'm going to keep saying that just so that there's no confusion here that I'm endorsing buying gold from other resellers because obviously you should not. It's not right at this point. Um, But were it introduced in such a fashion as, say, the Star Wars Galaxies has done it, wherein you can buy golden items, different things like that, that's something I would jump on. So again, I've decided how to spend my time. I'm spending it actually working in a job. And then I don't want it to be then when I get to this game, I have nothing because I haven't been able to devote myself to it. Because again, and it's I'm not saying that I, I it's, it's driving me nuts that I haven't been able to. No, I would much prefer spending time with my family and things like that. So, but now I get to here and I've got nothing. And I don't have the time to invest to really get to a level where somebody who has no job, no school, no other commitments is a king in this game. Okay? Yes, you can get to high, high level, of course, and still have a life. Again, I'm not meaning to generalize. However, in terms of the people who are at the highest, these five multi-boxers kind of guys that have no life other than this game are gods in this game. I don't think that somebody in that situation should be a god in the game. Everyone should have that choice of how they do it. And again, Blizzard right now is making, obviously, everybody knows, a fuck ton of money off of this game. They don't need to make any more. However, if they wanted to set the game up in such a way that they they could make even more and that it could help a lot of other players in terms of what they could do in the game as well. I mean, 
the technology is there to do it. You, you don't have to look any further than than other games or to how Apple handles different apps for their iPhone or different things. It's it's easy to see how they could be dipping their hands in and say, okay, we'll handle the transactions because we already have their credit card information or whatever else, payment methods. And then if they want to buy, it comes through us and then gets distributed to you guys. The same could be said of, again, these leveling companies, which... That there is a complicated thing as well because you have people who will say, well, you don't know your class when you get to the end or, or you don't, you haven't bothered with all those first quests and you have no idea what the game is about. That was more true before than it is now. I've leveled so many alts right now. Do I really want to start another? No, I don't. I do not want to go through all that shit again. I've done it i've done it enough times have i done every single quest no but i've done enough that okay i'm done with that content anymore i don't want to have to go back and do it really i I don't so if i could pay somebody to do it fucking right i would and it's the same thing again of if you have the money and you have the mentality of yeah no i don't mind paying someone to do it then you're more likely to be all right with this as opposed to other people who are forthright against it if you're forthright against it because of the security aspect of paying somebody who is hacking other accounts and whatnot then yeah for sure but if you're pissed off because on a moral ground you don't think they should be able to because they should have to work for it I disagree with that. Now, again, I want to stress, that's my opinion. I certainly don't think everybody should have to share that, but that's my opinion. So in terms of leveling, it could be the same thing we're in. Again, they're saying, well, yeah, but you're given access, password access to somebody else to level your character. They can strip it down, sell everything and do whatever the hell they want with it. No, no, it would not be hard at all for Blizzard to implement a a way in which by entering a second password, somebody else could get onto the character and could play it to level it, but could not sell anything. So at this point, now you've got people who are going to be a lot more careful in terms of what they pick up, what's worth keeping for the character or whatever, or if they're just leveling, if they're just leveling, then all they need to be picking up are quest items anyways. So the rest they would leave behind. You know, there's a lot of different ideas you can toss into this mix that would make it very possible for you to give a secondary password to somebody else, a transaction that takes place in-game for in-game gold or for real money, wherein then you're paying somebody to level you X amount of levels, and that's that. So there's a lot of different ways that it could definitely, definitely be done. And it could definitely be done very well. Are you going to wind up with running heroics with people who have no concepts of their characters because they bought them? Gee, it's not like we're seeing that now. And it's not like we're especially seeing that now that dual spec has come out and people are suddenly tanking or healing that have no clue how to do either because they've only just specced it. It's the same thing, people. I mean, apple and orange, they're still fruits. We got lots of fruitcakes in this game, let me tell you. So on that note, we're going to call it a wrap. Uh, I didn't touch on the oh my fucking god drop of the week, but it was just a staff. I should have talked about it when we were, uh, when I was talking about the, um, the, 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 the stuff that I was getting for my 
shaman for healing however the new epics are uh have been dropping for the uh Hodir being killed on hard mode and uh, the 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 staff is a staff of endless winter it's beautiful staff uh, 111 stamina 128 intellect 84 spirit two blue gems with the socket bonus of nine to spell power and then it's got increased uh critical strike rating of 104 and increased spell power of 587 dude good god and here i was all happy about my little mace that i picked up and uh and it's what 300 and uh yeah 355 yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> and on top of that this one looks pimp freaking cool Anyways, I'll have the link in the uh, show notes, which you can check out at www.wowdogs.com. The site is very boring, I know, at the moment. It's only for my, uh, my show notes. I may eventually open it up either to comments or even to a forum, perhaps. I haven't had a forum now for a little while, although I had been admitting them for well over a decade. So I've been taking a break from forums simply because it is a lot of work and you often don't get the best of people on forums. Um, however, yeah, do check out the site for the show notes, at least for the links. You can hit me up on Twitter at twitter.com slash wowdogs. Send me any comments, direct messages, anything you'd like. If you'd like to hear something about the show, by all means, free, feel free to let me know. I do make sure to check, uh, do some searches under the name in case anybody is, is mentioning the name and has comments or, or questions. I do follow everybody back, unless, of course, I find out that you are just spamming bullshit or... or, or well, just plain bullshit, and then I'll basically stop following you. Don't take offense. I just don't feel like reading bullshit when I've already got so much to get caught up on reading. If you got any other comments or questions or rants or whatever, you can email them to wowdogs at gmail.com. You can feel free to send any audio submissions as well. Subscribe on iTunes, folks, and please leave us some reviews. And with that, we're going to call it a wrap, and I will talk to you guys next week. Take care.